You are listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. Thankful for this privilege to come together with the people of God. It's becoming more and more a blessed thing to be able to share in fellowship, real, genuine fellowship with the people of God. Encourage tonight. Fight the good fight of faith. Thank God for the determination of the people of God. And I trust we can recognize the seriousness of the hour in which we're living. I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles to the sixth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Brother Hunter, do you read for me, please, sir? You pray with us and hold on with us. We are in a serious moment, saints of God. The first verse, Hebrews 6. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. And of faith toward God. And of faith toward God. We don't say. Of the doctrine of baptism. Of the doctrine of baptism. And of laying on of hands. Of the laying on of the hands. Of the resurrection of the dead. And of eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. And have tasted of the heavenly gift. And have tasted of the heavenly gift. And were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. And were made partakers of the Holy Ghost. And have tasted the good word of God. And have tasted the good word of God. And the powers of the world to come. And the powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away to renew them. If they shall fall away to renew them again and to repent them. Sing they crucified to themselves the Son of God afresh. And to put him to an open shame. For the earth which bringeth in the rain that cometh oft upon the earth. And bringing forth earth meat for them. By whom it is dressed. Receiveth blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected. And is nigh unto cursing. And is nigh unto cursing. Whose end is to be burned. But beloved, we are persuaded. But beloved, we are persuaded. Better think of you. And 
things that accompany salvation, though we bless thee. And things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not Good righteous. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A solemn warning. I think this is the most grave admonition out of all of the letters and warnings that Paul wrote to the churches in this passage that we just read. The setting here was that there were those who were hearing the gospel, they were coming out of Judaism. And because of the pressure and the persecution that was incurred as a result of their move, they were denying the blood that bought them and going back into what they came out of, thus counting the blood of the covenant wherewith they were sanctified and unholy things. And Paul is giving them to realize the seriousness of walking out on God for any reason. The one we are living in serious times. Living in time when people are walking out on God for any and every reason. There is one thing that is common that I meet everywhere that I go. From one coast to the other. And even overseas. People that we saw last time is a sad story that we are with us anymore. And I think that because so many have done it, that we minimize the seriousness of walking out of God. But they want those of us that are here tonight, we want to parlay this warning given by the Apostle Paul. I believe that we're living in a time where people are unable to see the consequences of walking out of God. I think that because many are taking it lightly, we oversimplify it. Not only that, you want it is a solemn and a serious matter to go back on anything you've ever stood for. You see, all that we are it's what we're standing for. We have made our declaration on what inspiration has shown us. See, when people go back on God or whatever they have stood for or have known to be true, they do it for a reason. Are you with me? And usually the reason brings them personal relief or comfort. Now, the apostle is telling the people here. Now, we have uh, two classes of people here. 
And we want to get into that very shortly. Now, Paul and let even know. So now, in some instances, when you have a certain enlightenment, a certain experience with God, at that time to walk out, you count yourself unworthy of eternal life. See you what? We are all on probation. We're coming about life. We are in a terrible place. Do what we can stand at all. You get this? Now things might not be ideal in every respect, but we're coming about Zion. You hear me? You have experienced more than you better go back on. See, now you might have played around in Baptist or wherever you were, but you what? You have seen and heard and experienced too much to walk out of God now. And you got this. There comes a point in your experience. There comes a position that you're thrust in. That God said that you can't let me use and I don't need you. You understand? God said now, at a time when I need you most, at a time when I prepare you to stand for the name, amen, and at a time like this, you turn cold and indicate that there's something better. I don't need you. I want to give you one minute, one now. You might see people flopping in and out, and it might look good to you. You might see people under pressure, do whatever they want to, relieve themselves. Go out and go back to battle and, and do this, that, and the other. But I'm going to tell you something. You get this tonight. As sure as you are alive, if God has ever given you a clear vision of the church, are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? If you have my revelation, see the church of God, and go back to Babylon indicating that it's right to do. Now there might be a possibility that under a moment of pressure you might fail God or something, but don't don't go back to something lesser. Don't regard, don't let that darkness in you light and you become darkness. Don't accept something less than light. Listen. Now, in some instances, you might come among the saints because they seem to be a going thing. Because they seem to be a little lively in your bunch. But you know, once you perceive this truth, there is a kind of a glorified bondage that we have. There is a way in which the Holy Ghost seals us. With knowledge. There is an operation with the Holy Ghost performed on us that gives us to see something, to experience something that you can go back on. Now, Paul is saying here, so look. So now, I want you to come into this thing right. But first, Let's refer to the next morning in the 10th chapter of the same book, beginning at about 
the 19th verse. Hold your place. We're going back there. About the 19th verse. therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Jesus. Lord, help me tonight. So now listen. You are fully aware of what you're doing. You sense the sacrifice of Christ. Now, if you have the audacity to identify yourself with that cause, knowing all that it involves, come on. Having therefore, brethren, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holy by the blood of Jesus. My God, to go back into the back room. And amen. And lay hold on all that God has vouchsafed for the church. Amen, amen. By your own admission, many of you. Thank God you came out of the world. You came out of Babylon. And by your own admission, you have experienced something you've never experienced before. You've seen things you've never seen before. You've felt things you've never felt before. You've had an ecstasy that you've never known before. You see manifestation you've never witnessed before. There's a fearful place. God knows this. And I told God you sense it. Come on, son. Having therefore, brethren. Having therefore, brethren. Boldness to enter into the holy. Boldness to enter into what? Boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way. By a new and living way. Which he had consecrated for us. Which he had consecrated for us. To the veil that is to say his flesh. Read. And having a high priest over the house of God. All right. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Wait just a moment. He's in our little preparedness here. Let us draw near with a pure heart, with full assurance of faith. Read. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Having our hearts. Listen. He said, now when you go into it, go into it right. He said, don't toy with it. See, don't go with a, with a half repentance. Don't go into it with a half swept closet. Amen. Having, having your conscience perfectly purged, and absolutely pure. Are you with me? No skeleton in the closet. Because it's too serious a matter to toy with. Don't come in trying to hold on to any worldly tenets at all. Anything that is shrouded by question not give it up. anymore. There was so much in the flesh that they persisted to go contrary to the message. They want to be a part of this too, but they don't want to clear themselves totally. They want to be holy, but they want to be worthy. God going to bring you to the decision. You understand me? God is going to bring you to a full decision. And when God does it, and in preference to doing what you want to do, you deny what God has clearly shown you, you get reprobated if you are careful. It's better if you're not willing to pay the price, just go on out and take your chance, take a long shot. 
than to try to come before God with a conscience that is offensive. Amen! Knowing that you have shortcut. Knowing that you are doing something just because you can get away with it. Just because you don't fear denunciation. Read on. Let us draw near with a true heart. Let us draw near with a true heart. The brother preaching about the man here and let me tell you something. You would be amazed to know the people that are trying to function over our distorted countries. You'd be a, you'd be a, a whore. You want you'd be surprised to know the people who almost daily violate that conscience in some area. They have become accustomed to doing it. They have learned to live with hands and give consciences. Brother, serious. Read. Let us draw near with a true heart. Let us draw near with a true heart with full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. And our bodies washed with pure water. And our bodies washed with pure water. Let us draw near with and inward cleverness. Come on. Let us hold fast in profession of our faith without wavering. Let us. God help us. God bless you. Oh, that's a thing. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Now you get this energy. Why were they wavering? Pressure. See, at that time they wanted to accept Christ in many instances meant immediate execution. And many times they were confronted with those of the opposition. And they would wonder whether I should stay with it or whether I should go back. Brother, after having experienced Christ, and you come to a point where you've got to wonder whether or not you're going on, you've lost it already. If there is any point in your life where you have to question what I'll go through or not. Brother, let me tell he spoke about divine healing a few moments ago. You might have critical eyes towards those who heal, who fail, but I think you didn't come. See, many people are making loud proclamations because they, are, they have not come yet. You pray, you pray, you pray. Well, look, if you are not settled in a certain way, something can come upon you that your, your mind will go in circles. Are you with me? It, it, it's far different when you're on the inside looking out than on the outside looking in. Read. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Hold fast the profession of your faith without wavering. If you know it's true, if you know it's true, thank God, don't even look at another direction. Amen. Don't even consider anything else. Read. For he is faithful that promised. God is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love. Not provoke to anger. Not don't provoke to animosity. Don't provoke to strife. But provoke to love. Amen. And good works. That kind of provocation is allowable. Read. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. Not forsaking. You know, church is becoming burdensome to many people. It's becoming irksome to many people. Prayer meetings and all night prayer meetings and extra meetings, they want, are becoming a, 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 a task to some people. That's a poor sign. That's the sign of an impending apostasy. Yeah. 
Brother, when your greatest delight is not in the house of God, as sure as you are alive, you are headed up in the darkness. Why? Because you have nothing else. See, if your delight isn't here, then it must be somewhere else. See, you, you, you're going to get your delight from somewhere. Now, you get this, you want. That's how one sure telltale sign of backsliding. See, you are so constructed that something in you must be satisfied through some means. You follow it? And when your interest in the things of God begins to wane, Amen. it is a true indication that your interest is elsewhere. Right. It's mounting somewhere else where you live. Not, it has to be that way. We know it that way. Come on. Not for second the assembly of your steps together that men of some years. But it's one another. Then why we should be increasing it. Brother Men, you say go to places and visit, and the prayer meetings are almost barren. Claiming a hundred, two or three, four hundred people and forty, fifty people on a prayer meeting. That's ridiculous. All that's an affront to the call of God. Read. For if we sin, will they ask that we have received the knowledge of the truth? Now you get this. Let's analyze this. We know that in a sense. Get this now. We know in a sense all sin is willful. But he's talking about something uh, beyond that here. He's talking about there's a certain way your, your volition can agree to this thing. Let me show you something. See now, listen. It's a difference in maybe getting caught off guard. Nothing is allowed you to go to hell under any circumstances. But it affects you differently, and God looks at it differently. Now, after you have experienced a certain thing with God, and can enter your volition in a certain way, you do. You get it. We, we did we deal with the two minutes thing. I want to get into something here tonight. Read the book. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received. If we sin willfully, if having had the knowledge that you have obtained and just deliberately enter your will into it. I'm not talking about a mistake. I'm not talking about getting caught up for God. I'm not talking about being on the watch. We're talking about something beyond that now. Amen. We're talking about deliberately entering your will into it. Yeah. We mean giving yourself to it that you might get something from it. We mean making a, 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 making a, 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 a train with your eyes wide open. Making a conscious exchange. That's what we're talking about. Look, let me show you something you want. Didn't you know you can murder your soul? Didn't you know you can destroy that thing in you that brings you to repentance? Didn't you know that? Don't you know you just cannot know what you know now and experience God as some of you have and just walk out and just, just give yourself a sin again? Don't you know you can't do that? Let me show you something. Let me show you. Of the record, the history of all the men that I've ever known that have this experience, I've never known one to get back with God. In the movement, uh, D.O.T.C., he gave himself, after having known this truth, after having written all those inspiring songs, went out into a dust and we never find the record where he came back. I don't even know where he attempted to. Russell Byram, who wrote that great theology book, just died about three or four years ago in his 90s. Left God way back about 40 some years ago and never even attempted to return. J.C. Fisher laid eyes on people that blinded eyes were opened. 
There was no question whether God would run off with a grass with a and never could be restored again. Why? What can bring him to repentance? You see, let me show you something. That, don't you know if you sin with a certain kind of enlightenment and with a certain attitude, that you can't be sorry. You get it. See, there's nothing about it that was so deliberate that you can't bring yourself to be sorry. See, it's not just, just trying to concoct a few crocodile tears. It's something that must take place in your heart to bring repentance. And if you destroy that, they have no repentance. Brother, I can't just deliberately with my full faculties in operation do something to my sorry. There is no genuine sorry there. My attitude when I did it uh, makes me incapable of being sorry. Read sorry. Or if we say we will, after that we have received the knowledge of the After we receive the knowledge, I don't mean heard it. There's a difference between hearing it and receiving it. Come on, sorry. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Come on. But a certain fear for looking for a what? But a certain fear for looking for a judgment and a fire indignation which have devoured the adversaries. He that despised Moses Lord died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Come on. Listen, listen, listen. Under Moses Lord, those people didn't have any spirit with God. You probably didn't know. Under Moses Lord, those people knew not what it means to be born again. They only had heard in prophecy about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They knew nothing about feeling the powers of the world to come. But with the external evidence that they had, with God moving on them from the outside, God, that what you have seen and what you have witnessed is so serious that you're going to die without mercy for going against that. Go ahead, man. Punishment. Yeah. Come on. He that despised Moses died without, die without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sorrow of how much sorrow of punishment suppose he shall be thought worthy who has trodden under foot the Son of God, counted the blood of the covenant where which he was sanctified and unholy thing, done despite of the spirit of, the spirit of grace. The spirit of grace couldn't restrain you. 
despite the blood, despite grace, despite every restraint, you run through the red light anyway. God warns you all night long, wouldn't let you sleep, but you got up and did it anyway. Because the devil planted in your heart and made it so delectable and delightful to you, you wouldn't you would pass everything that God had. God said, don't do that, I'm going to do it anyway. You got more satisfied my flesh this time than it cost me my soul, and it will. Or it will do. It will do. That's not the end of the thing. We'll get to the church house. Fear God. Of how much so punishment suppose ye shall ye be thought worthy? Try not to put the Son of God. Counting the blood of the covenant wherewith you were sanctified an unholy thing. Done desperate to the spirit of grace. We know him that said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense the, the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hand of the living God. Come on. Listen, call to remember the former days. Now get this. In which after you were illuminated, when God enlightened your mind, when God showed you this thing clearly. Come on. Now you wait a minute. You saw it. You saw it. And what you saw made you willing to go through anything. That's right, brother. Oh, God, have a seat, please. Amen. What you saw called you to move out of a common law life. Confiscated their goods. Father, you wait, wait, wait now. Paul said, Father, you did it, George. 
You didn't complain about it. You had so much joy. You had such a reality in your soul that you that you could do it and you just gave it up oh, joyfully. Come on with you, son. For you have compassion in my bonds. In my bonds. And took joy to the spot. Joy to the of your good. Knowing yourself that you have in heaven. Oh, Lord, knowing now that your own soul, you have something better. My God. You do in your soul. That you had nothing bad. That anything you give it up. Many people have never had a real, a clear witness from God. Do you hear me? 
Many people after the thought of the Christ in the clouds are filled with fear and consternation at the prospect of being banished eternally before the throne. Do you mean, brother, you see all the people, all the people you're testifying, they, they, they're not testifying out of experience. Many of them don't have reality in their soul. Many of them are still are speculating, hoping that I might hit pay dirt one day. Amen. Bible says, leaving the principle, leaving the principle in the doctrine of Christ. Let us go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance. Now here. Now we have two classes of people here. Now here, at the outset, are a group of individuals that are repenting more or less constantly because they have not gone far enough to lay hold on the real experience. You follow me? Now this group were renewable. But then there's another group in the next verse or two then. The, 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 the scene changes. Now you get that. This group, because they have not received an adequate dose of the Holy Ghost, were constantly doing the groundwork over and over again. But now here's another group who have advanced to graduate from that. You're in different categories. Now listen, we, we want, we're going to study this just a bit. Now listen here. All right? Leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Now you get this. Get this. The reason that many of you never get beyond the foundational point is because uh, you have not been perfected. Now you get this. Let me, let me teach you just a moment if I can. See, until you're perfected, you can't go so far. But now, here's the key. Uh, why aren't they perfected? Because they will not subscribe to the mandates of perfection in 1 Peter chapter 5. Read from the Son. And give me about verse 10. 1 Peter 5 and about verse 10. But the God of all grace, the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory, by Christ Jesus. Now you listen to me. Listen to me. We were, we were hoping to break through or something here. After you have suffered a while, make you perfect. Make you perfect. Now you get this. Get this. Now, everybody would like to be perfect if they could just wake up one morning and find it in the bed. But it doesn't come that way. You come there, then you, you don't get perfect by coming to the altar and crying. Or going to the prayer room every Sunday, brother. You get perfect only after you suffer a while. After you lay on the altar, then pray that we're going to hang on the cross. Resist the devil and cry and hurt a while. But let me tell you something. I don't care what spirit you have, it can be broken. You want know, something that the devil comes so hard, bringing out of God, feelings and appetite and passion, but you you have to say, go through it, Pray that with God. Calling on God. Amen. Amen. What? Bringing the flesh under, bringing your mind under. Suffer that for a while. Amen. You become immune to those attacks. God will perfect you as sure as I'm alive, but 
as soon as you get rid of the urge, you better go out and satisfy it and come back to some God forgive it. Then it push you back in the corner a little bit and you have to feel two or three spasms. Amen. You want to turn up and come back to the Lord help me. You'll never get perfected like that. Brother, those here tonight who have a real settled experience, they'll cry to me tonight. Brother, the devil has served things on a planet that was almost irresistible. It seemed that it was inhuman to say no to it. But we said no anyway. Hallelujah! And the enemy knows the strategic moment to come at a time when to do what he suggested would be more appealing. At a time when he suggested would be irresistible. He knows when to come. He knows what to bring to your mind when your passions are raging. He knows what to do when a provocative situation arises. He knows what to spring on you. But you've got to live with an everlasting normal Yeah. 
Thank God, answer me again. Answer me again. That many, many, many have not been affected because why? They won't stay saved long enough. They won't suffer enough. The Bible says after you suffer a while, you won't take it long enough. You get tired after a while. Let me tell you something, children. Now, this idea of getting tired and going out in the world the rest of the while. Bible going down to King's Spirit, going out of man, he goes to a dry place, he can rest and find none. Why? He will come back and you and rest, make you do the work. Amen. Gonna tell you something, children. Gonna tell you something. Brother, let me tell you something. When the enemy come against you hard and trying to tear your feet and you're going through something and the enemy says, just relax through this one and catch on later. You don't do it that way. You don't do it that way. That's not what consecration is all about. Amen. Go on to perfection. Go on to perfection. It's not a prayer you pray or call the pastor they hand on you. That's not the way you be perfected. You are perfected after you suffer a while. Amen. Just suffer and become immune to it. Let God kill it. The prayer of the people kill it, let him do it. Amen. How you along? Read my heart. Some of us have stayed out in the world and accumulated spirit for 40 years. Now we've got to perfect us in 40 hours. We've done our back now. But if you don't get this thing out of me, if you don't get this spirit out of me, 40 hours gone. You stay down there giving your feet and your mind and feeding the spirit that's from 35 years. Country and driving to California to the Rose Bowl and the Orange Bowl and the Pine Bowl and everything else. Why? They 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 are too intrigued with seeing those guys out there fighting against one another. The intrigue of it is more than they can uh, refrain. They, they got to be there. They got to be there all week. And everything, every time you get that come to bear, they must be there. They got to feel they got to satisfy. They've got to satisfy. They'll stay up all night to satisfy. They'll stay up two or three days at a time to satisfy. <coughs> God, you stay up maybe three days without seeing gap. But they're still satisfied. But when you get saved now, you don't get fixed one day, you're going to satisfy. God help you. God help you. Those very things that we participate in are going to rise up in the judgment. Let me wear out that shoe that is too fearful to be dead. Run over, grab it to my kitchen, to my everything. Now I have an all-night prayer, I've been praying all night to complain. From God, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to protect you. Amen! You, you're going to serve God with the same intensity as you sought to plead your blessing to me. Yes, you are too. Yes, you are too. To break some of those spirits, they're going to take the same effort and diligence. So you get tired, you lose your soul. If you're unwilling to do it, then of course you realize that you're not even being fair with your own soul and God. Hey. Alright. Now, let me get out about the sixth verse. Same chapter. All right, in this room we do a prophecy, verse 3. For it is impossible for those who are once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift. Now, here we go. Turn to something. It is impossible for those who are once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift. Listen. And were made partake of the Holy Ghost. And have paid the good word of God and the power of the word of God. Now listen. God has exhausted his resources 
in an attempt to prove the reality of God and heaven to you. <coughs> that is nothing more, that is nothing more than can be done. He has, I mean, it's different in observing and hearing the word of God and hearing. See, the taste test finalizes. You follow me? See, you can discern the quality of it. The reality will be a You understand? Now listen. Just in case you have some skepticism, God says, I am going to let you taste the power or realize or sense or experience the power of the word of God. You want, I am a student of the reality of heaven and what goes back to the world. See, we're not, we're not, we're not feeling our way. See, we're not taking a long shot. What time are we going to cruise those patients that you heard me before? <coughs> the faith is the substance of things moved far. The evidence of things I see. Now, how can you be evident of the intention? Listen, he said, now, if you cook a pot of greens, and the substance is called pot liquor, he said, if you bring you a cup of pot liquor, I know you have to drink somewhere. Because pot liquor is a cup of drink. <laughs> huh? Listen, I have experienced something. Yeah, I know you're coming down here. Oh, there is nothing on earth that can do what I feel. And it's good to know. You hear me? I've tried a lot of things. I have followed these suggestions of a lot of men. And what kind of try this way that way. But brother, there's something that many of us have experienced that's extraterrestrial. <laughs> That you just don't find down here. And I don't care what kind of high or morphine and cocaine and opium and hash and everything else. I don't care what kind of uh, adult movies you go to and went on the side, whatever you've done. Praise the Lord God, there's something you experience with God. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Praise the God. God has done everything within His power. And I know He has the resources to prove you the reality of things. And many of you have had the audacity of the Lord. Let me see. Let me see. Lord, give it to me. Lord, I do it for you. But after I do it, you can't talk to me. Lord, Lord. Amen. If I do it, that's fine. Yeah, if I do it, for you, it's all over. True, brother. That is, many of you are tasting. You have proven it by the taste test. Read some, some, what is it? Over me. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is Oh, man! Hallelujah to God. Don't take my word for it. Hallelujah to God. Don't take what you read. But pay for yourself! You think it's better than a pocket full of money? You think better than a house? You got I'm not taking a second-hand information. Yeah. 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 I'm not taking a second-hand information. I'm not taking a second-hand information. I'm not taking a second-hand information. I'm
Bjørn. Back in. Jesus, I'm praying for that your faith will get it. See, there's something beyond just make us right uh, in today. He said, let your feet don't fit. See, what you're going to do around and do, you're careful. You mess around, you're going to do shipwreck in your feet. Paul, over the first time, Timothy, spoke of those who have done shipwreck. See, when a ship is wrecked, it's irreparable. You can't repair it. Since the indemnity has been wrecked, you can wreck your feet. You can wreck it, you can put it beyond the fact. Bible for the rules of goodness and the sincerity of God. See, people just want to consider one phase of God's character. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. Brother, let me tell you, many times, things are coming against God, it's like it's just ridiculous to even try to make it through that. But I consider these Christians. These things pop up on my eyes. Now, sometimes when I'm fed, I'm able to do it. Right. All the this ideas and I'm under pressure, I'm going to give you some relief and go back. I'm going to relieve myself and then I'm coming back. Brother, there are two serious things to be presumptuous or sin presumptuous. Going to do like a Catholic, you're going to, you're going to plan before you sin what you're going to do. I'm going to do it, I'm going to go back and amen and get somebody to pray for me. Yeah. I, I think that's what I'm going to pray for. But I think that's far enough. Now tonight we want to take the only way that we're playing around waiting to jump in the water, waiting to relieve yourself. And you think it's a game, if I want to backside, if I get under the pressure, even it's alright, I can go back and make it what I decide to. Amen! I'm gonna take a break out of God. I can be my heart, I call the pastors all periodically, I call all of them. And get sad and tortured. I don't know, not better than the not better than the Lord. I'm helping. So Jacob might arise by that individual. That was a pillow. God performed some miraculous in that behalf. Charles and I, Charles and I, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, they want, after they reach a certain stage, and don't tell me what happened before we invite you in back. That won't suffice. Well, they just kept on bothering me instead of me, and did this to be clear, so I just went on back. You can have all the reasons you want to, it might sound possible. But they want to bail. They want to bail. Now you have to trust tonight, you want. We need to bail this thing in, in the right way. Praise the Lord God. Shall we stand? Praise God. We don't need to find a song. We don't need to find a song. Amen. Will you need the warning? Will you need the warning? Maybe I should sing it, but if you need the warning, will you need the warning tonight?